This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. It's the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today as we welcome back Brian Dawkins. He's a Hall of Famer and had an incredible NFL career playing for the Eagles and the Broncos, nine-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, first player in NFL history to record at least 30 interceptions and 30 forced fumbles in a career. He played his college football at Clemson, and he was also the first player in NFL history to record a sack, an interception, a forced fumble, and a touchdown reception in a single game. So how about that? That's incredible. Uh, But we had a a great conversation with Brian, and he's very open uh, about the the mental health conversation, and he even uses uh, some different words to to help the conversation and to break through some of the negative connotations and maybe the stigma that that, that comes from uh, this overall category of mental health. But, man, he gives some very practical disciplines and encouragement he's a great guy and we we had him on uh, a number of years ago and so if you missed that podcast you can hear more of his testimony and just some of his story today we we talk about his his book and uh it's it's new it's called blessed by the best my journey to canton and beyond and and then really talk about uh, just kind of the day-to-day yeah, spiritual disciplines and in the mental health side of things, but but just a a very thought provoking, encouraging conversation. And so, honestly, we go pretty deep, pretty fast. We'll we'll talk a little football, talk a little Christmas, and then uh, and go in pretty deep. So I think I think you'll 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 get a lot lot out of this for sure. Um, maybe even if you just take one nugget from this, I think is always is always the key uh, as well. If you get more than that, it's a bonus. So. Uh, but we always want to bring you interviews that will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to follow Jesus, become more like him, and, and fall in love with him and enjoy living life with him, spending time with him, and continuing to uh, persevere with him. And so uh, before we jump in, uh, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MediShare. And I'm so thankful that my wife and I, we've been MediShare members for over five years now. And MediShare has provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for health care. And, and so MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. 
And if you're interested and want to kind of look at your options, text the word UNPACK to 201-201, and you'll immediately get back a a link to to find out more information. And so text the word UNPACK to the number 201-201, and at least look at your options. And so very thankful for MediShare. Stick around at the end of our conversation with Brian. I'll give you uh, kind of my my takeaway from the interview. But right now, let's jump right in. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on the MetaShare guest line is Pro Football Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins. He has a new book out called Blessed by the Best, My Journey to Canton and Beyond. 50% of the net proceeds received by Brian from book sales will be pledged to the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation to help support mental wellness, financial literacy, and family assistance programs. Check out his website, briandawkins.com. It's been about three years since Brian has been on Unpacking It, and so we are thrilled to catch up with him today brian merry christmas i'm absolutely blessed merry christmas to you as well brother absolutely well i appreciate that and, and i guess first up what does the the christmas season look like for you and then how does your family enjoy this time of year oh wow putting up little decorations here a tree there <laughs> nice um you know ordering things for the uh the kids um, and really, it's really about spending time together and understanding the meaning of the season, the reason for the season for us. We understand that, um, but we we do indulge from time to time. We're just spending time with one another and, you know, buying the kids gifts and all that stuff and stuff. Because how old are your twins now? The, the twins are 14, 14 okay. years old. Well, man, we, we, we got to talk a little football before we, we jump in. I want to dive in and, and really unpack your, your new book, which, which is awesome. Uh, but of course, I got to ask you about the Eagles and I got to ask you about Clemson. So we'll, we'll start with the Eagles this season. A little bit up and down, new head coach, Jalen Hurts has been the starter for, for most of the year. Uh, but what have you kind of taken away from this season so far in Philadelphia? If you're honest with yourself as a fan, as anybody who's watched the Eagles, um, you understand that when you bring in a new coach, there's going to be ups and downs. Mm. It's not going to be smooth the whole way, right? Especially after some of the things that have happened last year. So you're, you're judging your talent. You're seeing what you have. You're seeing the maturity of the players on the field. But now you have to also took, look to the coaches. You have a very young coaching staff. Mm. So this is a, a coaching staff that started off one way in the season for the first seven games and absolutely flipped the script and doing completely different things the second half of the season why because the first half of the season they struggled mightily just throwing the ball all over the yard right and then they changed to do some things in the second half of the season I think right now they're the lead they're leading in, in rushes I believe and yardage for the second half of the or the I think for the NFL period right hmm. so that shows you that um, it's a young coaching staff that is willing to change which is a very good thing to adapt to what they have in the locker room and to help those individuals in the locker room be better because of it. And on the defensive side of the ball, kind of the same thing. They didn't blitz at all the first half of the season, and they were getting gutted because it's not because of it, but that was one of the reasons they were getting gutted. 
Um, and then now they are situationally blitzing a lot more, disguising a lot better. So again, they're playing better on defense because of it. So again, completely different team in a lot of regards, and they're having success because of it. You're right. A, a lot of new coaches aren't willing to adapt. They're like, oh, no, my, my way will work and we'll, we'll figure it out. And, and so being willing even that first year to adapt, I think that's a great point. Well, we got to talk about your alma mater as well. And, and we know all the success that Clemson has had in, in recent years. And this year was still a solid season, but but not maybe up to the uh, the standard that they've set in recent years. And and now seeing a couple uh, key coordinators going on to, to become head coaches how do you feel about kind of the state of Clemson football and, and, and where things are heading? The season itself, I didn't I didn't expect them to struggle that much on the offense, but I knew they would struggle. You can't lose everybody that you had on the offensive side of the ball. And it's not just uh, just starters. You have the one of the best quarterbacks ever to play at Clemson. If not the best best running back to ever play at Clemson, right in the backfield, both of those individuals go to the NFL. Then you lose a lot of guys on the line of scrimmage that go to the NFL. Then you lose your veteran receivers that go to the NFL. You can't lose that much veteran leadership on the team and expect to just plug and play, right? And so I expected them to struggle, and they did. So yeah. now you lose coordinators on both sides. This will be a very interesting view at Clemson going forward or what they'll be what they'll be will they be the exact same thing going forward will they change a little bit I'm hearing a lot of good things about the defensive coordinator as, as, as he's a very aggressive guy just like uh Brett was so we'll see though like we'll see it, it's fascinating. It really is. And, and it, it makes uh, college football even more interesting because for a while there's Alabama Clemson, Alabama Clemson. Now Clemson. All right, we'll see. We'll see what's next. Um, so I'm sure they'll, they'll bounce back. I, I trust in, uh, in Dabo for sure. Well, let's uh, let, let's discuss your, your new book. And, and I'm so excited that, that you're uh, able to, to share your story in book form. I'm a huge reader. I love books. I love the power of books and, and the impact that they've had on, on my life. And, and so I'm curious though, for you, what was the process like in deciding, okay, now's the time to write a book. Here's how I'm going to do it. How long did it take? How did you decide you know, what to write, what not to, to write, what to include, what not to include? And so I'm just curious uh, if you could take us into what that process was like for you. First of all, I never thought I would write a book. That's not something that I had on my, my board to say, hey, I'm going to have author, author beside my name. I, I never saw that coming. Mm. This was something that literally came out of me preparing my speech for the Hall of, Hall of Fame. Oh, and the things that I was going to talk about in that speech, a lot of it was placed in the book and expanded, right? Now, as I began to prepare for that, I had a lot of people because of getting to the Hall of Fame, you see the bus there, oh, um, that I felt like they felt that everything has always worked smooth in my life. Like I've, I've really had nothing to, to truly be um truly upset about or be mm. that there's no pain that has happened in my life and that's far from the case it's far from the truth and so as i came out of uh, as we came out of the super bowl excuse me the eagles i was an executive for two years for the eagles and as we came out of the super bowl my heart began to change about being able to bless outside of a building mm. being able to bless people and help people outside of the building on a grand scale and so the book came on my heart to begin to document and list the things that the 
the, some of the situations that has that has blessed me that were painful during the moment but have blessed me tremendously because I grew through it. I didn't just go through it. And so the book is about perspective. It's about you changing how you see your past and what it has done for you, not to you in the present, but what it's done for you in the present. But also those people, those people that have blessed me, that were the best for me in those moments, that the Lord provided in those moments that I needed it, the best people with the right word, the, mo the, the, the perfect word for me in some of the instances that I, were, I was in my some, some dark places. Mm. Now, I've heard you talk about the importance of having people that you can talk to. And that's what you're talking about, people in, in your circle at the, at the right time. And, and then also, at some point, you know, not everything is for everybody. That's, that's kind of what, what you say. So you can speak more to that where – when we're going through things, man, maybe we just need to trust a couple of people, especially really getting in the trenches with us. But then at some point, using our stories to actually encourage and motivate and, and help people. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm curious kind of how you came to that understanding and, and what the encouragement is for people, because we've all been through difficult things that we can share that wisdom with others. And then oftentimes we're, we're in seasons of life that are really difficult. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to tell everybody and Every time we're talking with people, hey, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, but we got to go deep with a few people. So what, what have you learned about that over the years? I've learned quite a bit. And that's, I've been a student of that to, to, yeah. to truly grasp and understand that our tests become our testimonies. Our mess becomes a message. And so those tests that become testimonies, those testimonies and messages aren't just for us. Like if I... If, if I went to the grave with everything that I know and I just kept it for myself, I'm being selfish. Ooh. I'm being a selfish individual. Mm. And so that's not what the Lord then has blessed me with that for. Yes, he blessed, he, he blessed me with the things he's blessed me with, the wisdom for me, yes, but it's not just for me. So I'm supposed to share that with other people, share that with people that have an a, a ear to listen and a heart to understand the things that are coming out of my mouth. It's not for everybody, like you just mentioned. I understand that. So I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking for those individuals that, again, can hear what I say, feel what I say, and possibly look at their situation a little differently because of it. And if they look at their situation differently, they'll reframe how the past has presented information and wisdom to them in the present in order for them to then see the possibilities of an outstanding future, right? So that's the premise of it, to be, again, to be a blessing to people by sharing some of the things that I've grown through in my life. And then the other side of that, the struggles. So how do you, how do you know who to trust with the struggles? And a lot of people are, are walking around isolated, no one to talk to, and they're, they're bottling up a lot of pain and hurt, and you don't really know what to, what to do with it. But I know you want to encourage people in that to, to be able to, to speak up and find the, find the right people to share that with. Yeah, ultimately, it's, it's a prayer thing. Like you need to get in prayer and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you on whom those individuals that you have in your circle are. Just pray about that. Who is it? Who is it? Make me sensitive to those individuals that I can speak to, Holy Spirit. And I believe that the Lord will begin to allow you to see the qualities in a person that you never saw before 
Like you maybe didn't pay attention to some of the qualities this individual has. And all of a sudden, once you begin to pray and your antenna begins to expand the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to rec recognize a couple of people in your life. Wow, this might be someone that I can trust with some of the stuff. And that's what I would say. If you mm. then trust that person, give them, give them some of it, not all of it. Mm. Right now. And I'll say it like this. If all of it is bogging you down. You don't want to give all of it to somebody else, right? You just True. just test a little bit with a little bit of the things you're going through and see how they respond to that. See if they want to pray with you. See if they want to help you out. See if they stay, see, see if the light stays on you and not turn back to them, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can do those things. Now, if you don't want to go that way or if you feel uncomfortable going that way right away, then there's professional help. And these mm -hmm. individuals are have sworn on to say that what you tell them is between you and them. So you can trust them to be able to, for you to be able to get some of the things out of you so that you can begin to see things differently. And that's what happened to me. When I began to talk to that individual, what happened is I came down off my emotions greatly. Mm. So from a vertical relationship, I began to hear clearer of the things that I needed to start doing and some of the stuff I needed to stop doing. But here's the other thing that I, the illustration I give when it comes to um, pouring some of that stuff out. I literally use a, a glass. You could use this bottle of water right here. Mm. This this is pretty much full. And because it's full, you're not going to be able to get too much more into this container. In order for me to pour more into this, I have to pour some of this out. That's what happens to us in life. That we have our cup is full with the pain of the past, with the hurts, with regrets, the anger, the bitterness, and all that stuff. So the increase that God really wants us to have, it can't get in there because we're mm. full up with stuff. Mm. So when you begin to talk about these things, get these things out of you and begin to again pray about some of these things. If Absolutely. you can't deal with it, pray about it, give it away, and let God have it. And then when he got it, he got it right but Amen. again if, um, if you don't if you if you're not to that level if you're not thinking in that way i'm just talking i'm talking about therapists now so if you're going to a therapist you pour some of that stuff out and they'll usually give you things in return pra little practices and things to do not medication but practices and things to do to help you be stronger mentally and then once again once you come down off your emotion i believe i believe you begin to hear a lot clearer some of the things that you can start doing in your life that will help you go into the direction that God has for you. Amen. Amen. Oh, I love that. So, so strong. And, and part of your hope with this book is, is really speaking to the, the mental side of, of, of who we are. And, and so I've kind of got two questions just to, to, to understand your perspective on things. So one, explain to, to our listeners the difference between mental health, mental illness, and cerebral, cerebral, easy for me to say, cerebral wellness. So, so those three terms, um, maybe the first two get thrown around a little bit, but the cerebral wellness is something that, that I think you, you lean toward a little bit. So uh, can, you, can you let our listeners know about that? Yeah, well, cerebral wellness is something that I came with. That's, that's, a, that's me. And the reason why I did that is because what you say to yourself about yourself usually is the direction that you head. 
and that's positively or negatively. If you continue to speak negatively about yourself to yourself, you're going to, your brain, you actually train your brain. I'm not trying to, I don't want to go too deep into this. You literally train your brain to seek out more of the things that you speak about and think about, right? So if I constantly say a word that is a negative connotation to me, then I'm going to recognize more of the negative things in my life, in situations, in people than the positive. Mental in my neighborhood growing up where I grew up was a negative word. Mental, the word mental. Matter of fact, when I say mental to a lot of people and I ask them the same question, what comes to mind when you think of, when I say the word mental? A lot of times they say depression, self-harm, anxiety, depression. No, those prolonged, those are mental illnesses. We all have mental health. So because of that negative connotation, and every time I say mental, I think negative, mental, negative, negative, mental. Ne no. So I changed it to cerebral wellness. Cerebral has to do with more of information gathering. You're gathering more information, not just making lot, um, emotional decisions. And then wellness has to do with the things that you do on a daily basis to help you mentally, spiritually, and physically. I always put spiritually in there. It's really mentally and physically, but I always put spiritually in there as well. But That's the specific right. things you do on a daily basis. So that means that we have to adopt disciplines that we do daily, daily for us to be strong in these areas, mentally, physically, spiritually, right? So that's the difference. And so the moment that we can truly begin to separate the illnesses from health, the illnesses from what we all have, because we all have mental health, just like all of us have physical health, we all have mental health. When I say physical health, physical health, do you think of a pull muscle? Do you think mm -hmm. of like, no, you think of probably a fit person. So we have to begin to change that, that concept. But until that happens, I'm going to call it cerebral wellness. Because again, cerebral wellness is a powerful tool. It's a blessed thing. It's a positive thing. And it's something that, um, again, empowers me to search for more positive things, for more blessed things and the like. Amen. So let's take that even further. And from a, a spiritual standpoint, since we, we love talking about Jesus on this show, uh, what, in what ways does your, your faith ultimately impact uh, your cerebral health and wellness? And, and so uh, what disciplines you know, do you make sure every day to be able to, to start your day the, the right way? Yeah. So my faith is my number one. Like my relationship with the Lord, my vertical relationship, that's the number one relationship in my life, period, period. And, you know, the Bible talks about seek ye first the kingdom. That's what I'm doing. I'll seek ye first the kingdom. So as I seek ye first the kingdom, I learn more and then more is added to me wisdom wise. Right. So that's the I want to make sure that I say that. And as far as the things that you have, you can do on a daily basis. The things that I do on a daily basis now have come from out of that time that I went through that depression and the, the su suicidal thoughts that I had my rookie year, right? So after coming down off of my emotions, and I also had to take medication for a little while, for a little stint to help me come down off my emotions. But after that, I wanted to, I had to find something 
not, not medication, but I had to find something else that I can do to help me stay winning, as I call it. And the thing that the, that the Holy Spirit blessed me with, I call it the blueprint challenge. It's on, it's on BrianDawkins.com. You can go there and check it out yourself. So every morning, the first thing that I do up at, when I wake up in the morning is I give thanks. I'm, I'm grateful. I say, thank you, Father. And I literally say, thank you. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Yeshua. And thank you. Good morning. Excuse me. Good morning, Abba. Good morning, Yeshua. And good morning, Holy Spirit. I, I always do that. I raise my hand up, give him praise. And I say, thank you for this day. I'm so thankful for this opportunity. Mm. And then I put my feet on the floor. Then I go use the, use the restroom. <laughs> and then I, I have a glass of water on the side. So I hydrate myself. And then I go into the room. And then I pray, excuse me, I meditate first. Hmm. I meditate first. Meditation is I, I do I do some breathing exercises to calm my nerves down. If I'm if I'm not, to, to, anytime that you take a deep breath, inhalation, and you hmm. exhale longer than you inhale, you tell the body to calm down. You help your parasympathetic nervous system activate to calm you down. So that's what I do off the bat. So I do a couple of those deep breaths, hold it for a second, let those out. And then I regular breathe. And when I regular breathe, I'm now concentrating on the feeling of the breath coming in through my nose, out of my mouth, what mm. that feels like. So I'm, mm. I want to be all 100% present where I am, not thinking about yesterday, tomorrow, none of those things. So I'm right there where I am. So I do that for a couple of breaths. During that time, I also begin to inhale for instance, I'll inhale joy mm. and then I exhale anxiety Ooh. and I'll inhale godly wisdom mm. and I'll exhale ignorance, pride, selfishness. Mm. That's again, it's, a, it's different things that I do. I'm not doing the same thing all the time, but I'm just giving yep. you how the practice looks. So I'll do that for, you know, maybe five minutes. And in that, in that space, I begin to pray. Right after that, I pray. Hmm. I pray by talking first. And then I pray by listening. Amen. So after I've talked, I listen. Then after that, after that, I read my devotional. Then I journal. Hmm. That's every morning. Every morning. Sometimes longer than others, right? But I make time for that. I give myself now when I can, I give myself an hour to do these things because I really want to spend that time, that quality, that, that, that QT with, with, with the heavenly father, with, with God in the morning mm. to empower me, empower my spirit. Yes. Empower me mentally. Absolutely. And also do some push-ups. you know, at, after that, I'll do some push-ups to get my heart rate <laughs> just up a little bit, but that's what I do every doggone day. Now I didn't start off doing that. These are things that I have grasped and I've seen, I've heard from other people or I've, um, you know, st studied up on somebody else, somebody else that I looked up to, you know, and, and I've heard it said like this, that success leaves trails. So you kind of look at, okay, so what does that person do? What does this person do? Right. And then you make it originally yours. You take it, you take what they have done and then I consume it and it becomes mine because I do it different than they do it. Right. Yep. So now I have this package that I call the blueprint challenge that I do every day, but I also do this. I also put on my phone. There's a specific, there's a reminder and 
Um, this is a reminder on my phone, excuse me, every hour to give thanks. Every ah. hour. At least one time. Now, actually, I mean, I can give, you can give thanks throughout the hour. But I'm just <laughs> saying, if something's going on or I'm aggravated, I'm agitated, when that vibration hits my leg, certain vibration, and I see that reminder, give thanks. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. So that puts me in the, that puts me in a better state, puts me back in a better place of gratitude, attitude of gratitude. So that's, and I know it sounds like a whole lot. It really does. It, it really does. It's really not once you have done it for a while. I've done it for so long now, so it's not a, it's not a, a lot for me. So I'm saying that don't start off doing all of that at the, excuse me, you can try it, but don't necessarily think you have to do it for an hour. Mm. Just take first, first try for five minutes. Just try for five minutes and see how empowered you are and clear minded you are. Once you take that step out the door into the office, you know, into the car and because you're empowering yourself. And the way that I say it, I then can know, go dominate the doggone day. I've empowered myself in every part of me. All we are, we're we're mind, we're body, and we're spirit, right? I've empowered every part of me in that hour, that thirty minutes to an hour. I'll, I'll say that thirty minutes to an hour. It's usually an hour, but I'll say thirty minutes sometimes as well. I love that. I mean, gosh, it's it's so encouraging to hear, and and those spiritual disciplines are absolutely valuable, and they they change us from the inside out, and. I guess the the flip side to that is, and maybe people may hear these things, and it becomes uh, performance based, or be, it can become so ritualistic that we just go through the motions with these things. So, how do you prevent yourself from maybe you know just doing it to do it? But at, at the same point, there's something to be said about the discipline of that and showing up every day for God to move and for God to speak. Um, but there is a little bit of a uh, of a balance there. So I'm curious what you've learned over the years since, since you, you have been sticking to these disciplines so long. Because I, I want to spend time with Abba. Mm. I love spending time with Abba. Father, God, love spending time with him. Mm. So the highlight of that is it, during that time, I believe I'm hearing and I'm going to hear from him through the Holy Spirit. That's my opportunity once again to seek. Remember in the beginning, I said what? Seek ye first the kingdom. So when I seek the kingdom, I'm seeking the God of the kingdom. So I'm seeking the kingdom. And all of these other things, these disciplines, absolutely, they help me and regiment me. And they just a lot of good things. Matter of fact, one of the things that, that this practice blesses me with is because our day, if you have a job like I had playing professional football, it's regimented. Yeah. You know where you're going to be at seven o'clock, you know where you have to be. You have to be to this meeting at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever. So you always is regimented. So you know exactly what you're going to be doing. So those disciplines are some of the same things that I've done in my life. Now they're not as um, strict as they were back then. Cause if you're late for a meeting, you can get fined. So I'm not getting fined. <laughs> <laughs> but I hold myself to that same standard that if I say I'm going to do something, this is something my father taught me. You say, I say I'm going to do something. I'm going to doggone do it. Mm. I'm going to be there and I'm going to do it full speed. And I'm going to stay coachable the whole time. So this morning discipline is literally who I am. Mm. I've gone from being someone that practices a, 
um, discipline or does a habit. I call them discipline practices, a discipline. I've gone from that person to someone that this is what I do. It's my lifestyle. And again, I love spending time with Allah. That's so cool. Josh, I love it. And and I hope that our listeners uh, will will hear that, receive that and, and just take the, take the next step, take the next step. It may not be 30 minutes, but take the next step. And, 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 and allow yourself to meet with the Lord and, and listen. Start small. Don't think you have to spend 15 minutes. Start small. Matter of fact, if you had told me when I first started doing this that I would be doing this for an hour, I would have looked at you and whatever. <laughs> right? Start small. Smart. One of the first things I did when I first started these practices is journal. Yes. I prayed. I did devotional and prayed and journal. That's all I did. And that changed once again, as I learned more about the power of breathing, the place that breathing can help you get to, the how it quiets the, the body, the brain, everything, your mind, how it focuses you, it can fo- help, help you focus, change your state even. Once I learned these things, I then added them to that. So at the beginning, maybe it maybe have been 15 minutes back in the day, 10 minutes to 15 minutes, you know, but now it's increased to an hour. Once again, now it's no longer I'm trying to do it to help my mental. I'm, yes, it's helping my mental. I'm yeah. doing it now because during this whole time, the reason why I'm in it and doing it literally is to spend time with Abba. And for those that maybe aren't familiar with the word Abba, I'm sorry. I keep saying Abba Father. That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, the new book is called Blessed by the Best, My Journey to Canton and Beyond. Brian Dawkins, the the, the author of, of the book. And you've heard Brian with just incredible encouragement and, and sharing the things that he's learned and, and sharing the wisdom with us today. And so you'll you'll get more of that from this book and, and all the, the experiences that he's had and, and the ways that he's uh, grown and experienced pain over the years. And, and so Brian, for, for people that are thinking, man, I got, I got to read this. I want to hear more from, from Brian. What do you hope that readers experience? And when they close it for the final time, well, hopefully they reopen it, but when they're done for the first time reading it, what do you, what do you hope uh, is the, is the takeaway and the impact? I, I'm really praying that when it's all said and done, that when they read this book, they'll see how, I was blessed to then recognize how the Lord was operating in my life the whole time, the whole time. And by me reframing things and looking back over things, I recognized that one of the darkest periods of my life blessed me with some of the deepest revelations that I've ever received. Some of that dark period, that dark time is really the reason that I went down the path that I went to, went down, excuse me, to understand human, your human psyche a little bit more, why we do what we do, how the brain works, all of these things. It literally, because of what I went through, mental health is, I'm a mental health advocate because of that. So going, growing through that, not just going through it, once again, it wasn't, it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. It didn't happen to me. It happened. So what in your life, when you look back over it, 
when you, after you read this book, can I look at that and say, hmm, how can I say what about this thing happened for me, not hmm. to me? Wow. How did it help me? Why am I wiser and stronger because of that? Do I do the same thing that I did to be in that predicament? No. Hmm. Is that not a plus? Yes. Am I not supposed to then share that with somebody else? Absolutely. Right? So this is what I hope comes from reading the book, that you see someone that's had the success that I've had, and you see now you can see the glimpses, or you can see how God has worked and orchestrated things in my life. And I guarantee He's done the exact same thing for every cat listening, every individual listening, because he wants us all to have success. And it may not be the success that we think. It may not be that success, right? So because success is a relative term, right? True. Depends on where you are in your life. Depends on what's going on. Depends on what you see as success. I've heard success to be the continual realization of a worthy ideal. It's success. So you're, it's a constant growth. It's a constant level of understanding. Here's the other thing. The last thing I would hope people get from this book. That the success that I had was not the end result of this. Mm. It was the person that I became in order to do this. The person that I became. Because the person that I became to do this is the same person that I've removed from football and I'm now doing in this next section of my life. So football wasn't who I was. It was what I did. So your job is not who you are. Unless you, again, if you're in the ministry, that's that's different. You're a preacher, like this, different. But your job is not who you are. So if you're failing at work, you're not a failure. You failed at work, right? So being able to separate these things so that we can once again take ourselves out of one thing and put it into another endeavor in order for us to have continual growth and continual successes in our lives. It's encouraging to me. So I, I, I really appreciate that, that message. And the website is briandawkins.com. You can find out information, hardcover book, autograph book, Blessed by the Best, My Journey to Canton and Beyond. And 50% of the net proceeds received uh, go to the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation to help support mental wellness, financial literacy, and family assistance programs. And, and maybe we'll, we'll end on that note, your, your excitement for setting up this opportunity to, to be able to, to fund these initiatives and, and your heart uh, behind that. And, and the, the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation came from me understanding and watching the plight of those around me growing up. Not everybody had a father in the household. Not everybody had the support that I had. And so, and a couple of individuals, friends in my life, I've lost to the streets. All of them had moms raising them. They did the best that they could, but they were never home. And so the the son was able to go out and do things that I, listen, I, <laughs> I could not do. I could not hang out and do some of the things that they did. And so I believe some of that um, led them down the path that they then ended up no longer being, um, no longer living. I'm trying to put it as nice as possible. And so if I can help a single mom, a single parent 
mm. with some of the resources that they need to get their child into some activities, whether it be sports, whether it whatever whatever it is, or even some help if they need it for for cerebral wellness. Yes, we're going to help them in that way. So the pro, another program program that we have in fifteen school no excuse me 10, 11 schools now is um, as a cerebral wellness package. It's a it's all it's a is where the EverFi comes alongside the teacher to help them and giving them resources to help break down the stigma of, of, of uh, mental health. It teaches the students and the teachers some coping mechanisms. Like I, I never knew about coping mechanisms when I was in high school. Nobody mm. ever told me, even in college, I never knew anything about coping mechanisms. Yes, we have coping mechanisms, things as we can do, we can do. And I would offer journaling as one of the most powerful ones that has blessed me tremendously in my life. Journaling, right? So we offer those things, but it's also an online thing. So we can you can that student can then go online with a password and they can take a course that mm. helps them navigate. It's about, I think there's about nine different character uh, um, individuals and their stories are told and you are asked questions along the way to see if you, what you would say to help them. How would you recognize this in their lives? You know, how would you approach them to get help? How would you approach someone to get help, right? So all of these things is in that course. So um, we're blessed to be able to, to provide that and prayerfully we'll get more funding to provide that for more schools going forward. Absolutely. Another reason to, to buy the book, BrianDawkins.com. Well, Brian, man, so great to have you on the show and, and great to catch up and, and hate that it's been so long, but look forward to, to talking again. And, and thanks for being such an encouragement to me and to our listeners today. And so I wish you the best with the book and, and all the wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you, brother. Be blessed, everyone. Amen. Merry Christmas. You too, brother. There's Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer, BrianDawkins.com here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Wow. There's Brian Dawkins, uh, a lot to soak in there and, and just a lot of wisdom and inspiration. What, what a guy. So uh, I, I hope that you were encouraged. And, and I, I would say this, it, throughout my life and in, in recent years, I, I normally get to the end of the year and I'm mentally exhausted and physically usually as well. Uh, but especially just mentally and, you know, you just life takes a toll and, and often we don't even realize it until the end of the year. Cause maybe we finally get a chance to slow down, get a little time off uh, from, from work. And then of course we do have holiday activities and everything else. But, um, but I think this is a, an opportunity for us right now, next couple of weeks, try to take time off. If you can, if you're able to, not everybody can, uh, but if you're able to even just take an afternoon and, and just, you know, do an inventory, think about how you're thinking and, and really seek the Lord. And, and like Brian said, you know, and the, and the verse he was saying, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And, and so we, we, we want to seek God in, in all we do, but even as we address our, our mental 
uh, health. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the cerebral wellness, I think, is is great, too, uh, because, you know, maybe we are thinking well. And so let's lean into that. How do we continue to think well and stay on that that path? And And if we do have good, you know, mental wellness, let's let's lean into that. And then how do we help others? So if we are in a good place, how do we help others that aren't? So I think that's important, too. And so to, to seek the Lord and say, okay, who are the people that I need to talk to? Brian was talking about that. You know, who do we need to share with? And then who do we need to uh, share our experiences and wisdom with? So I think both of those things are, are really key. Um, but, but I think asking God to restore us and give us a clear mind and anything that we're hanging on to in our, that, that's dominating our thoughts, such as bitterness, anger, regret, that are really holding us back. Uh, we've got to give that to the Lord and and seek Him to to work on us, work you know, work on our hearts, and and so we've got to you know, read Scripture, prayer, and and meditate on truth, and and be able to to ask God for that that freedom to move forward from some of the from some of those things, so that we can think better. Um, and you know, it's amazing too, just how our mind, heart, soul are all connected uh, as well. And and so, let let's get to a a place where we're living healthy lives. We all want to start the year eating salads and exercising. All right, that's fine. It's good. Yeah, we should absolutely. What about our mental game? So that's that's important too. So I'll, I want to evaluate that in my own life, and because actually, like I was saying, normally at the end of the year, I'm I'm in a in a tough spot. I would say mine was more in the early to mid part of this year through the the recent weeks. And thankfully I've had a breakthrough and, and, and really turning the corner. God's God's doing some incredible things uh, in me and through me. And, and so now I got to process all of that though. And, and, and making sure, okay, let, let's not get down the, the, those paths of wrong thinking. And, you know, for me putting too much on my plate and, and getting worn down and, um, you know, putting the, the right spiritual disciplines in, in place and some of those things that, that Brian was talking about. So a lot of good practical steps Brian talked about. And so I, I'd like to incorporate some of that into my own routines uh, as well. And then back to that attitude of gratitude too. That was, that was really good. Um, we got to, we, we got to, I love the, the once an hour reminder. How good is that? That's a, that's a great takeaway. So let's all, let's all try to do that on our phone. That's a, that's a wonderful idea. So there you go. There's a little bit of my heart as, as I reflect uh, on this interview today. And I hope, hope that it, it triggers something for you uh, as well. But, um, and if you, you know, if you do have some, some mental health struggles right now and just, you know, thoughts that you're, you're, you're just wrestling with and you do need somebody to talk to, I, I'd love to at least be, uh, a sounding board on email. And, and so we, and we can go from there and, and figure out, you know, what, what other uh, ways I can help. But, uh, but as a listener, I just want you to know that at least the very least the email opportunity, you know, you just going to want to write some things down and that's, that's a wonderful exercise and I will read and respond. So my email is Bryce at unpacking it.com. And, and I will also pray for you. So, um, that's a that's a an offer and an opportunity today. But thanks to Brian Dawkins for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas and excited to be back in the new year. Uh, we do have some other podcasts we'll we'll be releasing 
over the next couple of weeks. So I think you'll really enjoy those as well. Uh, don't forget our Christmas special is uh, coming out on Monday. So it's, it was fun, fun with Luke. So you'll enjoy that uh, as well, I hope. But as we wrap up, as always, I just remind you, I'm Bryce, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.